Right now on Truth Today, we're going to be discussing a prophecy alert, the massive earthquake in Turkey and Syria, the death toll estimated to reach 20,000. What does Bible prophecy have to say about the last days and earthquakes? We're going to also be discussing the demonic Grammys. This is nothing new, but um, hopefully it's a wake-up call for Christians and this nation. And also we're going to be discussing the CCP balloon uh, fiasco, that and much more right now on Truth Today. Well, thank you for joining us this morning or this afternoon, depending on your time zone here on Truth Today. Go check out our Rumble page. I believe that uh, a good chunk of you guys are actually on Rumble with us, and we're, we're so grateful for that. Rumble.com slash Sharam Hadian. Rumble.com slash Sharam Hadian. We are um, streaming there live as well to our website. So we have now two platforms that we're streaming to, and uh, we're, we're really um, excited about building up our audience there. So please make sure you subscribe on Rumble so that you get the number one, the updates when we go live. Number two, you get updates when we upload our content. Remember that we're doing our two weekly shows, Tuesdays at noon Eastern, Thursdays at eight o'clock Eastern, 8 p.m. Eastern. And then we're also uploading our new shows on Catching Fire News on the subject of Islam with my friend Ron Branstner. So that's a lot of content that we're uploading, plus any sermons and things like that. All right, we're gonna get into uh, our headline our breaking headline, obviously, is um, the massive earthquake that hit Turkey on Sunday. Let's go to this headline, Jiraiya. The current estimates, the, the, the revised estimates coming out of the United Nations, World Health Organization, of course, those are, um, you know, garbage organizations. But I think that given the devastation that is uh, appearing, uh, this is probably an accurate account of the death toll. I remember years ago back in Iran, many, many years ago back in Iran, an earthquake of this magnitude, uh, this was a 7.8 magnitude earthquake, and then another aftershock hit at 7.5, and there, I'm sure there's been other minor aftershocks, but that, that, that one in Iran, the death toll was in the, uh, I, I believe, like 18,000, 20,000, maybe even higher. Uh, many of these buildings in these areas are not built for these type of quakes. They're not, they're just not designed, they're not built. You see in the videos, if you watch the videos, that these buildings are uh, coming down like pancakes. So it's devastating. And of course, I want to just let, let you know that our first response as Christians should be to stop and to pray for the people. We need to pray for the rescues. We need to pray for those who are trapped right now in these buildings. We need to pray for the, the, the families that are affected, kids. I can't imagine having six kids. If your house just completely collapsed and it's um, wintertime right now. But um, I want to cover uh, a Bible prophecy aspect to what happened because the, the world is in a place right now of defiance to God, to the one true God. I was watching in a lot of the videos that if you watch a lot of the videos, even on the link from the Gateway Pundit that I just we put up there, you can watch some of the videos. And as these buildings are going down, uh, these Muslims that live in Turkey, their first response is they're, they're shouting out, you know, Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar, uh, which translates in Arabic to God is the greatest or the God of Islam that is, is the greatest. And I want you to know that they're not calling on the right God. This is the time that I'm praying that the true God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of the Bible, the God of the Old Testament, the God of the New Testament, that is not the God of Islam, that people will be crying out to Jesus, to Yeshua, to the Messiah, not to the false Jesus of Islam or to the false God of Islam. So let's pray that God would use what he has allowed for turning many hearts in the Muslim world. This is in uh, Turkey. This is in Iraq. Uh, as you see here uh, in this article, they are estimating that 13.5 um, million people were affected. 5,600 buildings have collapsed. Um, and they're talking about that 
Of course, the majority of, of I believe, close to 4,300 confirmed deaths are in Turkey, but there was a significant number also in northern Syria. So if you look at where this hit, this is in southern Turkey. Uh, Dry, can we go to that map one more time, please? This is in southern Turkey and northern Syria. And what's significant about this, I believe, is that the Bible, excuse me, has predicted that in the last days, we're going to see an increase and intensity of earthquakes as one of the signs of the end times. Um, this is not something we rejoice in. It's just a matter of fact of what God's, God's Word has prophesied. Um, and specifically, there is going to be earthquakes preceding or, or at the beginning of the Gog and Magog War, which involves, ironically, Turkey, Iran, potentially Syria. We know that there has been an alliance formed between Russia, which I believe is Rosh in Ezekiel 38, between Turkey, that is mentioned four times in Ezekiel 38, and of course Iran, Persia, that is mentioned in Ezekiel 38. They are setting up shop in Syria for a ground attack against Israel. So you have to ask the question always, could this be a part of God allowing something as a part of judgment against the nations? Now the people suffer, and it's grieving that people suffer, but could this be a part of judgment against nations, the governments of those nations that are conspiring? You have the war right now with Russia and Ukraine and the entire uh, Western world is, is, is trying to arm Ukraine and take us into World War III. I, I fully believe that this is the birth pangs of the Revelation 6 seals, the four horsemen of the apocalypse, the, um, the fact that there's going to be death and earthquakes, a quarter of the world's population we know are going to die in the beginning of the tribulation. Um, another article here that was interesting, do we have that Israeli 365 article, as massive earthquake hits the Middle East, what does Bible tradition teach us about it? Now this is of course from a Jewish perspective given the source of it being Israel 365, but it highlights the fact that uh, there were major earthquakes recorded in the Jordan Valley before God raised up prophets to come and warn the people. In 31 BCE, 360. Uh, 3 um, AD, 749 AD, 1033 AD. And so there was, there was, these, there was these signs that, that would happen on the earth that would be a shaking spiritually and literally. And then after that, God would raise up prophets and he would bring up the prophets and he would bring up the voices to warn the people about what was coming. And so I think that as we are in the last days, and literally I think in the last years of the last days, very, very close to the tribulation, the seven-year tribulation, I suspect and I believe that you're going to see much, much more devastation um, and, 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 and calamities. Actual pestilence, not, not, not a bioweapon that is COVID and subsequent shots. Actual pestilence, actual earthquakes. In fact, what does Matthew 24 tell us? The prophecies in Matthew 24, when Jesus was asked about, Lord, what are the signs of, the, of, of, of um, uh, your coming and, and the end of the age in verse 3, he says there in verse, um, let's see, in verse 7, for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilence, and earthquakes in various places. All of these are the beginning of the days of sorrow. So we are to expect, now this does not in any way take away the suffering, take away the death toll, take away the carnage, but I just think it's very interesting that Turkey is at the center of the agenda and the plan to come against Israel we know that the Gog-Magog war is going to be a supernatural manifestation. In fact, if you go to Ezekiel 38, if you have your Bibles, turn to Ezekiel 38 with me, you will see that as God prophesies the 
putting the hook in the mouth of Gog and Magog and bringing them against Israel once Israel is indwelling in the land, which again can have only happened in our lifetime. This couldn't have happened before. The prophecy of Ezekiel spoken during the fall of the nation of Judah, before the, the 586 fall of, of Jerusalem, could not have happened until Israel was rebirthed and reborn. And whether you look at the 1948 date of that rebirth or what I believe to be the spiritual rebirth, which is 1967, when they captured Jerusalem, here we have that God then speaks a prophecy. He says, and it will come to pass at the same time when God, when Gog, G-O-G, comes against the land of Israel, says the Lord God, that my fury will show in my face. For in my jealousy and in the fire of my wrath, I have spoken. Surely in that day, there shall be a great earthquake in the land of Israel. Now this is again talking about specifically once I believe you have uh, potentially the, the, the foundation for the covenant, the affirmation, um, which, which, which in Daniel 9 is called a great affirmation. It's greater mighty. And I've um, put the theory out there that could the great reset be the foundation of the covenant that the Antichrist is going to make with the many. It doesn't just say Israel. It says with the many, including Israel. We see Israel fully on board with the Great Reset, fully on board with now chipping their people and having medical records and being able to track their people. According to Netanyahu, 98% of, of Israelis uh, have digital medical records and are going to be able to be traced and tracked. So... Um, and then it says, so that the fish of the sea, the birds of the heavens, and the beasts of the field, all creeping things that creep on the earth, and all men who are on the face of the earth shall shake at my presence. The mountains shall be thrown down, the steep places shall fall, and every wall shall fall to the ground. I will call for sword against Gog throughout all the mountains, says the Lord. And then it goes on from there. Now, I'm not saying that this is that. What I'm saying is that we know the Bible has prophesied that as one of the signs of God's wrath and judgment against the nations that are going to be coming against Israel is going to be earthquakes. And here you have Turkey and Syria. This is the, uh, the, the Turkey earthquake. This is the hub of the, I believe, the Gog-Magog activity. They're setting up shop in Syria, the coalition of Turkey, of Russia, and of Iran, the players that are mentioned is Ezekiel. I mean, can this be a coincidence? So I, I, I'm, I'm just wondering out loud again that this is a warning to the nations. This is a warning to the schemes of the enemy and to these nations that they're scheming to come against Israel. And could this be God delaying their plans? Because doubt, I mean, this is absolute devastation. Over 5,600 buildings um, and, and when you have that kind of death toll and the carnage and the recovery and, and the money and all these nations pouring resources. So again, let's pray for the people. Turkey is a place where there's a lot of believers. There's a lot of believers from Iran that go to Turkey to be discipled before they go back to Iran. So my heart is grieved at this devastation and, and the impact. Uh, you know, how many believers were killed in this potential 20,000, again, confirmed as of this morning, 4,300 in Turkey alone, let alone in Syria. But um, let's also pray that this would turn many Muslims' hearts to the God of the Bible. That instead of calling on Allah, on Allah Akbar, the, uh, the false God of Islam, let them call on the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Let them call on Jehovah, on Yahweh, on Yeshua, on His name to be saved. Amen. So will you pray that this week? Will you pray for this region that this will be a wake-up call? And if it indeed is God's warning, if it indeed is part of Bible prophecy, that God will use it. And even if it isn't, we know that Bible prophecy has said there's going to be a massive exponential increase in earthquakes around the world. And that's what exactly we are witnessing. We are having stronger... This was, according to people in Turkey, this was the strongest earthquake they've had in over a hundred years from what they say as far as the magnitude, the size. And then the aftershock of it was absolutely amazing. So we are in the last days, folks. This is a time to really hunker down. 
Um, I want you to please put on your calendars. I'm going to be teaching this coming Sunday at Patriot Church and then the following Sunday as well. And in these two Sundays that I'm going to be teaching, we're going to be talking about contending for our faith from Jude chapter uh, Jude 1. Then we're also going to be talking about the fear of the Lord. I was listening to some great teaching uh, the last few days, and I agree with this teaching that I believe that the, the, the final move of God on the earth before the tribulation period is going to be a move of God's holiness, God's righteousness. We, we've seen the outpouring of God's love, but remember that His love is cocooned, is cocooned by His holiness and His righteousness. Apart from His holiness and His righteousness, we cannot experience the love of Christ, the love of God, the love of the Father. The love of the Father manifests because of the holiness of God, because of the righteousness of God, and because of the fear of the Lord. We need to pray for a revival of the fear of the Lord in us, the awe of God in us. And so I'm gonna be talking about that because revival is not found in just good feelings and a good meeting, or we, we come together and deliverance happens. That's part of revival. Revival must come where the, where the light of Christ, the holiness of God breaks through the darkness. There is uh, humility, there is brokenness, there is repentance, and there is an awakening and then the revival comes. And that's what we're praying for. This revival, if it's genuine, must come out of this place of repentance and being contrite and humble before God because that's what it's gotta be. So we're gonna be talking about that more, but this is very important for us to understand the hour we are in. Speaking of the fear of the Lord, speaking of how there is not a fear of the Lord in our nation, I covered for you Thursday what happened in Minnesota with the most egregious, regressive abortion bill, murder bill, no restrictions, period. None whatsoever, up to birth and even the day of the birth. Look at this article again. Uh, this is from the Tennessee Star here locally. Minnesota Democrats celebrate new law enshrining abortion at any time during pregnancy, including the fact that young girls now can go have abortions without parental consent. This was, this, by the way, coming from Washington State, that was very common because uh, the demonic left in Washington, Oregon, California has been pushing that for years where they didn't want children, uh, they didn't want parents to know that their 14, 15 year old daughter can leave school and be taken to an abortion clinic and have an abortion and be brought back and parents never know. Um, yet if they want to take an aspirin uh, or a Tylenol or, or, a, or a ibuprofen, they have to have parental consent. Everything is upside down, but it is an incredible time. I said on Thursday, what the world is showing us and what the events of the world are showing us is two things. Number one, we need watchmen on the wall. We need to have our watchmen who will watch for the coming of the Lord and are warning that the coming of the Lord is soon. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Our ministry is a watchman ministry. I pray you will be a watchman to your family, to your friends, to your loved ones, to your church, to your pastor. Number two, I said last week, it is time that we pray, that we repent, and that we resist the enemy's agenda. This is the hour. This is the time, folks. Our faith must be fully manifested. Our faith must be fully manifested. Before I get into the demonic gra Grammys and what happened there, I wanna speak about our faith um, in, in just, just for a minute here, because again, I'm gonna be talking about this Sunday from Jude chapter one. I wanna read this passage to you very quickly here for us contending for our faith. Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. So the calling of Jude, uh, a bondservant of Jesus Christ, a brother of James, is what? That we are, that, that they delivered the message of the gospel. They delivered the message of Christ to the saints once and for all, meaning it's delivered, it's unchanging. The message of the Bible, the message of the gospel, the message of Christ, the message of salvation, the message of God's kingdom has been delivered on earth and it is unchanging. It is not 
about being relevant. It is not about adapting and adjusting. God is not adapting and adjusting to the culture. It is us who are compromising God. Again, the lack of the fear of the Lord. Then it goes on to say, so again, what we're supposed to do, we're supposed to contend for our faith. For certain men have crept in unnoticed who long ago were marked out for this condemnation on godly men who turn the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. We call this licentiousness. When you turn the grace of God into lawlessness or, lew- or lewdness, nobody here wants a religious spirit. Um, I, living in the South here now in the last two and a half years, you see that religious spirit. It's a dead spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. We don't need a dead legalistic spirit. But at the same time, on the other side, you know, we go this way too far and, and, and we hit legalism and that's not good. But we go this way and we hit licentiousness and lawlessness because now there is no law, there is no morality, there is no commandments. And, we, and I'm going to be covering more about uh, uh, a, a pastor, ironically, that God used in my life 23 years ago to bring me to the kingdom. And that was um, Andy Stanley. And I'll talk about that more because Andy Stanley has gone full, fully off the rails he has fully, in my opinion, gone apostate. He is now a false teacher, and we have to reject him and, 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 and treat him as a false teacher in what is teaching. And I'm going to be covering that more Thursday and in my um, sermon this coming Sunday. But uh, I want to share with you a story uh, that was a, was a good story. If you remember, I covered with you that there was, um, Dry, do you have that one about the Jesus shirts in the Mall of America? Can you get that ready for a second? Don't go to it just yet. If you remember, I, I covered with your story a couple weeks ago of a, of, a, of a young man who was wearing Jesus is the only way shirt, a green shirt in the Mall of America in Bloomington, Minnesota. The same mall again that my friend, Iranian-born Christian Ramin Parsa was arrested and detained um, by mall security for several hours uh, for uh, sharing the gospel in a private conversation with a Muslim there, because Bloomington is Islam central, folks. It is, it is an enclave now, um, and I believe that mall security is catering to uh, not just the LGBTQ, but also the Muslims who are offended by Christianity. So praise God for the Christians there. This is the kind of boldness we need to see. Let's go to this headline, Drya. Look at this. Participants with Jesus shirts demonstrate at Mall of America in response to man wearing Jesus Saves shirt being asked to leave two weeks ago. Um, So what happened was, in in the response to that, a group of individuals went to the mall this past weekend with these similar shirts. And they had now numbers. And what what happened was, uh, this was a demonstration that took place Saturday at Mall of America. The event was organized in response to a video that surfaced uh, of a man, Paul Shoro, who again was asked to leave on January 7th. Um, Shoro told Alpha News that he and other members of his church were at the mall Saturday, so they came back, to proclaim the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. They were about to kick me out because of my shirt, but they said it was offensive. Then after one hour of argument, the other police came and said I could stay. This was two, uh, two weeks ago. Today we are here to help people, not to offend anyone, but to help tell people about the good news of the gospel. Um, Kingdom Business, a YouTuber and self-proclaimed minister from Atlanta, led a larger group in singing and chanting Jesus Christ and Jesus Saves. He's also author of a change.org petition with nearly 3,000 signatures asking the Mall of America to stop religious discrimination. I don't think they're going to stop religious discrimination because they're kowtowing uh, and, and they're bending over backwards to appease the Muslims. Because again, that's an enclave now. It's, it's the upper house of Islam, Bloomington, Minnesota. It's upper house. They control that area. But the Mall of America is in their turf. But this is boldness. This is faith. This is what we need in this hour. We don't need compromised Christianity. We don't need white, uh, whitewashed tombs. We don't need dead religion. We don't need uh, cowardice. We don't need lukewarmness. We, we don't need wokeness. We need proud bold faith in Jesus. Praise God for these believers who went back to the scene of the crime with numbers, unified, praying and worshiping. That's what we're to do. That's why my friend Pastor Ken Peters is going back to Spokane, Washington, and I'm going to be there with him 
on Tuesday night, March 14th, outside the Planned Parenthood. Because even though Planned Parenthood sued him and uh, the church for $964,000, or they got a settlement for $964,000, predominantly because of legal fees, they cannot stop us from going back. And so I'm honored that he asked me to come and do and speak at the first service that they're going to relaunch there again in March, on March 14th. And we'll be live streaming that on Facebook and uh, probably on our page. I'm going to see if I can live stream that on our page as well. So listen, we have to keep in the fight. We got to keep going back. We got to keep pushing. We cannot lay down. We cannot be silenced, especially in these days. We need the watchmen. We need the watchmen. We need those who are warning. We need those who are preaching the gospel. And going now, speaking of the Grammys and the demonic Grammys, whoa, man, you talk about unholy. Um, now, listen, let's be honest. Let's be honest. If you've been following the Grammys as I have, this is actually not new. Beyonce, um, the different manifestations, Madonna's performances. Did you see Madonna's face? What has she done to her face? Horrible. She looks She looks horrible. Um, it's not attractive anymore because once these people are demonically infested, once they have demons in them, their, their, their expressions, their faces, their body language, they, they just appear as not beautiful but ugly. Uh, it, it, folks, we know everything spiritual then manifests outwardly, that this is a spiritual war and a spiritual battle. So let's not be shocked by what is being revealed at the Grammys. Why are we shocked? Well, okay, we're shocked that they're openly talking about it. Dry, do you have, um, before we go to one of our images, uh, do you have that um, tweet from Jillian Anderson? Yeah, that one there, look at this. So CBS literally said, literally said, because this guy, Sam Smith, who is this conf gender confused dude, he claims to be non-binary, which means he doesn't know if he's a man or a woman, doesn't know if he's homosexual or heterosexual or, 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 or transsexual. And then he was doing a performance with this gal who also claims to be gender confused. And they do this uh, performance to this song called Unholy, uh, literally, and I'll show you the images if you haven't seen them, uh, with sat satanic worship. He's literally wearing horns on his head. And what does CBS say? Go, bring that up one more time again, please, Jariah. Sam Smith says, this is, can you see it on the right here? Look in the right. Sam Smith says, this is going to be special, hashtag at the Grammys. And the CBS says, you can say that again. We are ready to worship. We are ready to worship. So they're openly admitting that they're worshiping Satan. Now let's go to the image, Jariah from Liz Wheeler. Do you have that one right there? Look at this. Uh, don't fight the culture war, they say. Meanwhile, demons are teaching your kids to worship Satan. I could throw up. Well, guess what? They need to throw up. These people need to throw up because they need to throw up these demons. We need exorcism. We need deliverance in Jesus' name. But why are we shocked that they're openly telling us who Hollywood and the music industry and the medical industry and the government. Why are we shocked that in, in Minnesota, they're going to applaud and cheer when they pass the most death-oriented abortion bill in the history of our nation with no restrictions, period. Period. Why are we shocked? Because we have fallen so far. Did I not say to you last week that we are giving Sodom and Gomorrah a run for their money? So what, now when it actually shows up in our faces, but here's what's shocking, and we're still waiting to hear, that you have, uh, for King and Country were there last night. Uh, Dry, what was that other group? Maverick City Music, with, uh, that they used to have Dante Bow. They had to kick Dante Bow. But they were there last night. Did they walk up, walk out? Did they denounce the Grammys? Did they, have they said anything? We're still waiting for some statement from these groups like, oh, we can't believe what we saw, uh, fire and cages and the demonic manifestation in public view for, for, with, with all of the red, just like Joe Biden. You know, remember he, when he spoke in front of the freedom in Philadelphia with all the red 
and the evil and look like the V for vendetta. So this is where our culture is at. This idea that Christians have that we're going to redeem the culture. There is no redeeming this culture, folks. This culture must be brought down. God is judging this culture. And remember, biblically speaking, part of judgment is God turning us over to our ways. God turns Sodom and Gomorrah over to their ways, and God is turning America over. Is America becoming Babylon? I think that's a valid argument. But in the, in the midst of this, there is a move of God for revival. There is a move of God in certain parts of the nation. I believe that there is, there is still an outpouring of the Spirit of God in parts of this nation. Where there is the fear of the Lord. Where there is a hunger <coughs> and thirst for righteousness. Where God's people will stand up and speak up against the drag queens, this evil LGBT agenda. Where these things happen. Where are God's people? I'm proud to say that I'm part of a church and a body in Patriot Church and other Christians who are warriors for Christ, who are saying, we will stand. We will go and stand outside the, the Planned Parenthoods. We will go and stand outside the movie theaters or the theaters that allow children to be exposed to drag and sexual perversion. We will be the ones who will voice. Now, what's ironic about this thing at the Grammys is that even unbelievers are saying, wow, that was really demonic. That was really evil. So maybe, just maybe, as God continues to turn us over, there will be these moments that we will be, whew, we'll have, be, have clear minds. But you know who doesn't have clear minds? It's the Christians. It is all the woke, lukewarm, worldly Christians. Why are these w Christians even a part of the Grammys? Why are they going to get rewarded at the Grammys? Why would they want the world's accolades? Why, wouldn't they want, why do they want the world's approval? They should be seeking God's approval. Do they serve man or do they serve God? And, and I like for king and country, but I think they're going woke. I think all of these groups are going woke. All these groups are going lukewarm. The entire Christian music industry is pathetic and compromised and continues to compromise. And, and, and oh, by the way, do you have that one other headline from the American Family Institution? Uh, demonic worship brought to you by who? Go ahead. By who? By none other than Pfizer. Wow. CBS and Pfizer. Pfizer brings you Satan worship to national TV. Sponsored by Pfizer. So does that not put everything together, folks? Does that not put everything together that Pfizer and these medical cabals, that these are evil, demonic entities? And so this is it. This is evidence. It, 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 it shouldn't shock us. When America has so utterly rejected God as a nation, as governmentally, our media, our schools. Uh, speaking of schools, this made me mad. Um, let me get to this headline, Jared. Do you have that one, Infowars, New York Times, or New York, yeah, New York Times, uninterested in the story of a nine-year-old little girl getting savagely beaten right there? Bring that article up. This made me so mad as a parent um, where, because the article talks about, keep it up just for a second, that there was a, a hoax story of a 12-year-old black girl who supposedly got her dread, deadlock, dreadlocks cut by three white students, but then she came out later and admitted that it was a hoax, that she made it up. But here's a real one where you have a story of a nine-year-old girl uh, being viciously beaten. If you have the, the stomach to watch it, watch the video. It, it made me so mad. I wanted to jump in the screen and, and pummel uh, this big kid and take him to the ground. Where's the bus driver? Where, where are any adults? But apparently this school, they go to this, um, let me get the name of it here, this academy in Florida. It's Coconut Palm K-8 through Academy in Homestead, Florida. Um, now the mother of the third grader has pursued charges, uh, but apparently the police cited and released this, this teenager who was pummeling, kicking, pummeling 
this defenseless nine-year-old girl. And whatever was said, if there was something said or whatever, if it was, who knows, whatever, it does not justify. But where is the outrage? Where is the outrage of a black kid pummeling what appears to be a white girl? This is where our culture is at. This is where young people are at. Are we surprised at the violence, at the, at, at the viciousness of the, the, the disdain for life, the disdain for other humans, the, the disdain for youth? Uh, we are in a sad place. And then let's go to the Breitbart article. If you don't think that the demon worship is, is clear enough, look at this here article from Breitbart. Wow, satanic temple to open the world's first religious abortion clinic offering abortion rituals. The Satanic Temple is proudly unveiling what is described as the world's first religious abortion clinic where it will offer abortion rituals. It is mockingly named the facility after Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito's mother as the justice penned the opinion overturning Roe v. Wade. The Satanic Temple's TST Health is described as a collaborative of reproductive rights advocates and abortion care providers contracted and directed by the Satanic Temple to advance its reproductive religious rights campaign. So do you understand? Can, you, can we read through the, uh, through, through the, the, the demonic doublespeak? That is, we've been saying all along, abortion is not just a legal issue. It's not a women's right issue. It's not a reproductive right issue. Abortion is demonic ritual worship. It's a bloodlust. It's the spirit of Molech. And what was Molech? Child sacrifice. Molech was all about sacrificing your, our children to appease this demonic God that, was, that is connected to Baal, right? I covered this before, Baal, Ishtar, and Molech, kind of the trifecta of the demons that Satan uses. And so the Molech worship, folks, is what is it? It's blood lust. It is the enemy's disdain and enmity for the seed of the woman, Genesis 3.15. It is the lust for blood sacrifice because it, Satan counterfeits Jesus. Jesus shed his blood to save humanity, to give us abundant life and life eternal. And at the shedding of his blood, our, our sins are forgiven. Our, 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 our sins are remitted. And what does Satan do? He wants to counterfeit. He's bloodthirsty. He wants the world to sacrifice blood to him, to appease him, to satisfy him. And so now the satanic temple is what? Simply following suit. And it's set to open in New Mexico on February 14th. Um, this is absolutely demonic, evil, 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 evil. Um, let that settle in. Let that settle in. This is why we need renewed faith. This is why we need an increased faith. This is why we need to what? Repent. Number one, what do we need to do? Repent. Number two, what do we need to do? Intercede and fast. And number three, what do we need to do? Resist, right? So we covered this last week. It's time to pray, to repent, and to resist. We must resist this demonic agenda. We must resist the flood that's coming in like an, like uh, or, or the enemy coming in like a flood. We must resist, push back against this agenda, push back against the Great Reset. This is why we have our DVD, The Great Pushback, right? It's a prophetic message. Order it if, you're, if you haven't got a copy. Uh, Dry, we need to get that right um, uh, web address on there. It's tillministry.com slash pushback, not till project anymore. tilministry.com slash pushback. Get a copy, get it out there. I'm going to be giving, by the way, that presentation twice coming up in Western Washington at the end of February. Check out our events calendar. We're going to be in Port Angeles, Washington. We're going to be in um, uh, Arlington, Washington. We're going to be in um, Oak Harbor, Washington, and also in Bellingham, Washington. Uh, four nights, four events and five nights at the end of February. Then we're also looking at being back in Spokane, as I mentioned, March 14th. Uh, Central Washington, March 15th. We're going to be doing a brand new presentation in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho on March 17th, Friday, March 17th. And then I'll be speaking at a local church there on, on Sunday, March 19th. Then in April, we're going to be in Wisconsin and uh, probably, Lord willing, back in Minnesota. In May, we're going to be in Montana. So the Lord opens the doors. We're going to go. We're going to proclaim the truth. We're going to try to wake up the churches. We're going to try to mobilize because what God, the, the Father, made a promise 
to the Son. And the Son has made a promise to the Father. The Son is going to present the bride of Christ, the church, as unblemished and without spot or wrinkle. Right now, the church of Jesus Christ as a whole looks anything but unblemished, without spot or wrinkle. So this is a purification. God is purifying. God is dividing. Remember I said so many times, there is indeed a godly division underway, and the division that God is doing is to separate the wheat from the chaff. We must go through this division, as painful as it is, kind of like the earthquakes. The painful as they are, and as devastating and grieving as they are, it's a necessity in the sense of what God is going to allow in the last days to warn the, the world, to, to wake up the world, to have the world repent and turn. Let's pray that through the devastation of Turkey and, and such that the world will turn to it. And, and then one other thing I want to cover, I would have a lot of time left. Let's, let's cover this, this balloon. It's a little bit of old news, this spy balloon that um, we saw happening. Let, let, me, let me go to it here. My, um, do you have that? Yeah, the gateway. Uh, before you bring this up, actually, that's okay. So here we have an update. Uh, Representative Walt says that uh, Department of Defense told him that China spy balloons had crossed during the Trump years, but yet General Mattis, who at the time was uh, the uh, Secretary of Defense, did not tell Trump. Now, Mattis subsequently came out just, just uh, uh, yesterday, I believe it was, or the day before, and denied that that ever happened, that he refused. Because if that actually happened, uh, go ahead and come back to me, please, Dry. If that actually happened, that's treason. If Mattis did not inform the President of the United States or did not trust the President of the United States because he, the claim was that Trump would be too aggressive to do what? Shoot it down. So here we have this, at least one of the men, several that we know of are, that are around the world coming in from Canada, went over Alaska. Uh, they knew from last Sunday, I believe it was, that it was in the United States airspace. Then it re-engaged back in Montana and Idaho, and it's going over military installations. And they claimed, oh, well, we wanted to wait to shoot it down until it got into not populated areas. Have you been to Montana? Have you been to South Dakota? Have you been to some of these areas? They could have easily coordinated shooting down that balloon over huge uh areas of land that are that are that are uninhabited if you've been to montana if you've been to south dakota lots of area that are, are barely anybody so don't tell me that they were waiting because of this excuse and once we got over the atlantic then we shot it down yeah oh yeah once it finished its mission of 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 uh the, the latest that I read was the fact that there was that the, the, the balloon was equipped with a um, ability to self-detonate. Uh, who knows if, if, if there were biological uh, agents on it? Uh, who knows if there was an EMP on, that, that could have triggered an EMP? This is unconscionable that we would allow this. And I believe that if it's true that Mattis did that, then Congress needs to investigate him and bring him up on charges of treason. Just like with Milley, now General Milley, who, who is a treasonous actor in the uh, Joint Chiefs. So this is, now again, Mattis is saying, no, no, this never happened, you know, there's no way that we wouldn't tell. But uh, you think under, under Trump they would have allowed this to go all the way across the country? It's a, not only a joke, it is an absolute national security crisis. But again, why are we surprised by a federal government that takes its marching orders from the CCP, from the World Health Organization, from World Economic Forum, from the Great Reset, from the United Nations, from the globalists? Why are we shocked? This is the condition of our nation. And the Bible has prophesied that America will fall. I do believe that America will not be standing as a nation in the last days. I do not believe that America will be restored as a nation fully. I believe it's going to be broken up. I've felt this for many years. I believe the Lord has shown me this in, in, in dreams that it's going to be broken up into regions, areas of light, areas of darkness, areas of revival, areas of being turned over to depravity. And that's exactly what we're witnessing. That's exactly what we're witnessing. And I don't believe that America is in Bible, is going to be an end time sheep nation as a whole. We know there's going to be sheep nations and goat nations. 
but I don't believe that America will be a sheep nation as a whole. Clearly, there's no way this nation right now is anywhere, anywhere near being united. There's no way. Look at the depravity of, of some of these states, like now Minnesota, Michigan, uh, Washington, Oregon, California, New York, Illinois. They are going full, full, full board bloodlust. Um, they want it to be a, a, a safe haven for uh, pedophilia for transgenderism, the law that was passed in California allowing a, a 24-year-old to marry a 14-year-old, um, the way that's being interpreted, um, uh, all these abortion murder laws, infanticide, um, sex change operations. Uh, whew, it, it's a lot to take in, folks. It's a lot to take in. But all of that to say what? We are seeing Bible prophecy fulfilled before our very eyes. But remember what Jesus said in Matthew 24. The Lord said, these are the beginning of the birth pangs. These are the beginnings of Revelation 6. These are the beginnings of, of these last days. Or I mean, we're, at the, we're towards the tail end, but it's the beginnings of, the, of, of, of this pain and sorrow because the, 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 the kingdom is coming. The kingdom of heaven is coming. It is at hand. What are we fighting for, 2023? What is 2023 going to be? The battle between uh, preparing for the coming kingdom of heaven versus the beast system. I've said this. I felt it prophetically. I'll say it again. This is a critical year. So please stay tuned to our ministry. Please stay tuned to, uh, to us and other ministers out there who are speaking the truth in love. Pray for us as, as a, a lot of opposition comes. We have had so many health issues in our family Um not just with my daughter breaking her leg, but just my own health issues and uh, just so many medical bills and so many different things. God, God is a good provider. But if you just pray for us that the Lord will provide all those things today, this morning, uh, if you can just pray for my nine-year-old son. He had his uh, tonsils taken out because he's had just major health issues and sleep issues with that. He hates that I'm even talking about this, but please pray for him. He's still in the, uh, as I say to you, my wife is still with him in the hospital recovering from anesthesia. He's still not home yet. I can't wait to see him and give him a huge hug. But pray for, pray for my Micaiah, my sweet nine-year-old uh, son, for a full recovery from this uh, surgery for removing his tonsils and his adenoids. We hated to do it, but it had gotten so bad, and uh, we, we wanted to deal, deal with it holistically, but it has gotten too bad. So thank you guys for tuning in today. Please, again, go to our website, uh, tillministry.com. TILministry.com. Subscribe to our email newsletter. We're going to be sending out a newsletter here uh, beginning of next week or maybe even later this week with regards to our upcoming speaking engagements. Uh, remember again, if you want us to come speak in your area, contact me at TILministry.com or info at TILministry.com. Let me know where you are. Let me know what you want to set up. Um, and, and if we can make it, we'll come and make it there to do that. Um, and then... Uh, uh, again, our Rumble page, let's just review that one more time. Please subscribe, rumble.com slash Thank you for all of you who are right now watching us on Rumble. Praise God for you. Also on our website, but rumble.com slash Check out our content there. Subscribe so it builds up our viewership. I think we covered all the headlines that we want to cover today. I'll be having a lot more, as I said, on the contending for our faith, on the licentiousness within the body, the Lord is exposing the lukewarm folks. The Lord is exposing the lukewarm Christians. Why were there Christians? Why were these Christian bands at the Grammys last night, period, celebrating what the world is celebrating? What? Uh, sorry, two nights ago. Yeah, two nights ago. Um, why? Why do you even de desire that platform? You think that in that platform, you're honestly reaching people for Christ? You're actually presenting like the true Jesus? Is that what we see? Again, this is the narrative I keep saying, and people have been saying, well, we have to redeem the culture. We have to, no, we're not gonna redeem the culture. We're not gonna redeem a depraved culture. What we need to do is resist that culture and set up a kingdom culture. Bring them into the kingdom. Bring them out of the world and into the kingdom. We're not of this world. Why do we keep having a love for the world? Do we have that image, Raya? Do not love the world. Do not love the world. 1 John 2, 15 to 17. That's a message that for king and country and uh, 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 what were they called, called again, Jariah? Maverick? 
Maverick City Music and all these artists that, that are trying to lust after the world or love the world and have the world give them accolades and give them pats on the back and, oh, you're so wonderful because they want to, no, live for the, for the love of God, please the Father, please heaven, stand righteously. Let the world see our testimony. Where, why are they so silent? Why was it not outrage from these groups? They should have walked out if they were there. Should have, can you, what would you have done? If I was there and somehow there, I don't even know why I'd be there, but if I was there and I saw that, to open the show, I would have walked out. Do not partake. Do not have fellowship. Do not have communion. What does light have to do with darkness? Christ with Belial. Spirit of God versus Spirit of Antichrist. We are so messed up in the church. But praise God that God is going to preserve a remnant. And the division that is happening must happen to expose who is who. Righteousness, truth, the fear of the Lord must once again rise up. If you want to support our ministry, you believe in our ministry, would you prayerfully consider a donation to the ministry? We need your support with our expenses. Um, and um, so just, you know, prayerfully consider that tillministry.com slash donate. The address is there, folks, the P.O. box. If you want to mail in a check, please, again, remember, send your checks to T-I-L or T-I-L ministry. We're moving away from the word project. So just please make checks out to Truth and Love or T-I-L uh, if you want to send it to P.O. Box 4523. Thank you for your support and faithfulness. And also, thank you for our Gideon Army. If you prayerfully consider being a part of our Gideon Army of 300, this is where 300 people who are uh, prayerfully uh, supporting us and praying for us. Number one, praying for us. But number two, uh, f financially supporting us with a monthly donation that helps us to budget any amount. $5, $10, $20, 50 100 200 We have all different levels of donors and everyone is precious in the sight of the Lord. Everyone is precious in our sight. So this is Pastor Sharam Hadian. Thank you for your prayers. Um, I'm praying for you. Pray for us. Let's contend for the faith. Uh, that's going to be our message this week and on Sunday, contending for the faith and walking in the fear of the Lord. We need it. We'll see you Thursday night, Lord willing, 8 o'clock Eastern for our live show. Thank you, guys. Have a blessed day and God bless you.